This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bulls broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good overall. Uh, happy day for me in fantasy, mostly. Tough day in my league. Got to beat you in Johnny's league, though. Yeah. Got the result I wanted in your league. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Because um, you lost. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in a rebuild in a dynasty league there. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good overall. How are you? How are you? Wow. Uh, well, in the infamous words of Katy Perry, I'm fine. Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Because you would never understand, Chase. I got to be honest. Is that Katy Perry? I had no idea. That is Katy Perry. It's news to me. Yeah. So <laughs> I look for that as uh, when you text me, you're on your way, and I saw that Derrick Henry had over 40 points against me. I decided, okay, I need something to express the way I'm feeling. And that's it exactly. So I went to dinner, and when I left, I was up, I think it was 12 points, something like that. Derrick Henry had 12 points. Then I come back, and he's got 42. So that was fun. Um, In the two leagues that I am trying to be competitive, and the two leagues that I think my team is very good, uh, I am 1-3 in so far, 0-2 in your league. And that's really fun because I versed the top score back-to-back weeks, even though I am the second leading scorer this week. Very fun. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry just goes off against me for you. And I had Derrick Henry last year. Didn't do anything for me, so I had to trade him because I had such a stacked team, and I ended up with only three wins, so I just traded everyone for Halls. And, well, I, I think it's just about time to just end the NFL season. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's it's not going great for you. Um, and my Bengals lost, so I like legitimately, I can't wait for college football, but I'm just not interested in watching the NFL next week. My God, yeah, I'm, I'm going to disagree because I, I my fantasy teams are doing fairly well. My league is where things have just gone to hell. I don't know why this week my team performed, I think above expectations or maybe just slightly below. And last week it was horrible, completely below expectations, but. This week, I just happened to face Graham, whose team did very well. You know, the Patriots' defense got 20 points alone. I, I, you know, we're defenses out of my league next year just because of this matchup. Sorry, they're, they're, they're gone. We're, we're, doing, we're doing IDP spots. You, you can learn defensive players, not defensive units. I'm completely cool with that. Um, but, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a little annoyed at my league. I've made the playoffs in my league every single year, and 0-2 starts not a good way to continue that tradition, so hopefully I can turn that around. But... As I'm defending a dynasty championship, I am now off to a two and zero start, and I play Graham next week in that league, and his team is That's horrible. No. So if I lose to him, I will fold. I am already ready to fold all of my teams except for my league because I'm getting Tank Bigsby and Bijan Robinson in two years. So that league, I'll be very happy with. All right. Well, well, then you trade all your guys to me in Johnny's no. league. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, today on the Bolts broadcast, we're going to be talking about RFAs, Zdeno Chara, notable NHL PTOs, the NHL season betting odds, as well as a Tampa Bay prospect tournament update. 
Uh, this one's going to be a little bit shorter because it is 8-11 on a Sunday night, and the Sunday night football game starts in nine minutes. Is that right? Do they yep. usually start at 8-20? Yep, 8, 8 20. All right, so a little bit quicker of an episode here, but we're still going to get into some good old hockey talk. First up, let's talk about those RFAs. Yeah, so right now we have 10 left. Uh, you know, there was a couple signings over the last few days. Now we're, we were left with Elias Pedersen, Brady Kachuk, Kirill Kaprizov, Rasmus Stalin, Quinn Hughes, Anatoly Golshev, Kiefer Bellows, Robert Thomas, Nolan Patrick, and Zach Seneshin. If I'm not mistaken, Nolan Patrick, Quinn Hughes, and Kirill Kaprizov cannot be offered by another team because they have not met the minimum game requirement, but the rest can. But at this point, we're not going to really be seeing anything happen. So it's really about these teams that are owned by these clubs, you know, figuring out their contracts. Um, there's a lot of very good names on this list. You know, Pedersen, Kachuk, Kaprizov, Darlene, Hughes, those are five very strong NHL names, very young, prominent players that we want to see play this year. And then, you know, the following five names in Golshev, Bellows, Thomas, Patrick, and Seneshin, really other than Seneshin, are all names that have, you know, legitimate NHL promise too. So hopefully they can get resolved here pretty soon. Everything is taking so damn long this season. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because uh, the NHL season had that, you know, weird delay uh, last year, and then they had such a quick season this year that maybe that's what's causing this issue. But for some reason, everything seems to be going awry this year, at least this offseason. And if we don't get to see already the big names we talked about, Tarasenko, Jack Eichel, because of team situation, but also we're not going to be able to see these young players because they just don't have contracts. Like, we've talked about it so many times. The NHL is going to lose big viewership. Yeah, they, they really are. Like, you just you can't afford to have really prominent names sitting out. Uh, you know, if something happens because of injury, like how we talked about before, Crosby's going to be out start the year. You know, that's a very big name that is missing something. It's, you know, it's kind of part of the game. But really, uh, what's happening here is it's the business side of the game. And, yeah, at the end of the day, like, a GM's got to do what's what he thinks is best for his team. And if that means, you know, meeting certain maximums in terms of contract length or, you know, contract terms just in general, I understand that. But you're not your best team without Brady Kachuk. You're not your best team without Elias Pedersen or Quinn Hughes. Like, like you're, just, you're just not. You find a way to make those contracts work. You get them to get paid. You have the NHL. Maybe give these teams a little push, like, hey, like, like you guys got to figure this out. Like, we, we need these guys on the ice, and it's got to get done before the season starts. The NHL season starts October 12th. It's only three weeks away right now. Like, if people just aren't available, if players just aren't available because of these reasons, it's stupid. And yep. we talked about that last time, and you brought it up again, which is a great point. The NHL needs to put some pressure on these franchises because without the best players – there's not going to be many viewers. And I know ESPN, they're going to be pretty ticked off if they paid that much money and they're not really getting any viewers because none of the stars are playing. Yeah, and, you know, I really don't know if the NHL can like, truly go out there and say, hey, you guys got to got to do this. Like, you have to do what we're telling you. Like, you, you kind of can't do that. But at the end of the day, they need to recognize the importance of these guys. And I hope they just figure out something. I, hopefully the team just figured out 100%. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, we want to see these guys on ESPN. Such a big opportunity this first season. And if anybody's missing it, it's just going to put a damper on things. Absolutely. Let's now talk about Zdeno Chara, a veteran in the NHL, a guy that was with the Bruins for the longest time, the captain. He moves on last year over to Washington. He's going to another team this year, but it's one he's got some familiarity with. 
Yeah, he's going back to the New York Islanders, the team that drafted him in the third round in 1996. So he has been, you know, really a professional athlete since 1996, if you think about it that way. Uh, that is... That's older than us. Yes, that is older than both of us. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, it, it really is incredible. And he, surprisingly, analytically, last year, like, obviously he does not provide much offensively, but he's still one of the better defensive defensemen in the league analytically, and it, it's really not something you would expect based on you know his age and his, just really his like slow-footedness. But he's still a pretty reliable guy, someone you can play pretty much every night. And the Islanders are probably a great fit for what he wants to do. It feels perfect. I mean, you look at the rest of their defensive core, or at least their defensive core last year, Zidane Char would fit perfectly. You got your Andy Greens, your Ryan Pollocks, your Adam Pelliches, all guys that are very good defensively, great penalty killers. And Zidane Char, he's just going to add a huge body to that penalty kill, which is going to be great. And then, hell, if he can put in a couple from the point with his still gigantic blast at his old age, then that'll be a huge signing for the Isles. I'm sure they're excited to have them back. I wonder what fans think, though, because I don't think they really got the full experience of prime Zdeno Chara. He left pretty pretty early on and didn't really solidify himself as a very good defenseman until he was in Boston. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm sure there's there's excitement, um, like like a little bit just because that nostalgia factor. But like at the end of the day, yeah, it, it's a completely different player than what was captaining Boston for so many years. So you got to just recognize that and. Kind of, you know, be, be prepared for what he does offer you. Right. All right. Next up, notable NHL PTOs. Yeah. So there's been a been a few. There's a lot more um, than this, but these are just kind of a couple names that are guys that are NHL veterans that have a legitimate chance to maybe make some rosters. Matt Barkowski with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Brian Boyle also with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tyler Ennis with the Ottawa Senators. Michael Froelich with the St. Louis Blues. Frederick Gauthier with the New Jersey Devils. Mark Jankowski with the New Jersey Devils as well. James Neal with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Colton Sevier with the Oilers, Jimmy VC also with the New Jersey Devils, and Tyler Wilderspoon also with the New Jersey Devils. So the Devils have four invites to camp. Uh, uh, you know, a few guys that can definitely make some teams. I would say the guys that I would least likely say has a chance to make it would be the Tyler Wilderspoons, the uh, Frederick OTAs, and the Mark the Matt Barkowskis. But really, I could see a chance where. Um, maybe not with the Devils since they have four guys, but all these guys could probably end up on a roster somewhere. And I have to say, I love seeing Brian Boyle getting a PTO. Brian Boyle, a great storyline for a long time. Former Tampa Bay Lightning, former Florida Panther, a guy that has fought through a lot and has really been able to make a nice career for himself. So would love to see him get back out on the ice, if that's with the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, getting an official contract. That would be really cool. Uh, if not, hopefully elsewhere. Jimmy Vesey, a young guy, uh, a guy that came in as one of these highly touted college prospects, didn't really live up to all the hype he was getting, but at the same time, there were some people, you, who didn't think he deserved all that hype. No, I mean, really, he won the... the Hobie um, Baker. Hobie Baker, yeah, I think he almost called it the Heisman. So he won the Hobie Baker when he put up, I don't remember the exact number, I want to say it was like 46 points. And you know that's that's pretty good in college hockey season. That, that's that's very good numbers. That's usually one of the better players in the nation. But Kyle Connor, a true freshman at U of M, that same season put up seventy plus points, and it was pretty clear that Kyle Connor was the best player on that college ice, and no one could hold a candle to him. But Jimmy VC, he got that veteran advantage. He he, he gave benefit of the doubt. He won the Hopi Baker, and he's this coveted free agent. And it always looked like from the echo he would just be this kind of really mediocre guy, and that's all he's been. He never. Ever stood, stood to me as someone who had 
legitimate goal scoring or playmaking ability or someone who could just be like a good shutdown guy. He's just someone who really can't fit a role in the NHL. He could be great in the minors. He could be great in Europe. But in the NHL, he just really doesn't have a role. And that's too bad. And I, I felt like that was going to be the same case with Pavel Buchnevich. He started really slow in New York. He found his footing uh, this past year and really took off. BC has not yet to do the same. Uh, Willie with New Jersey? Possibly. We'll have to wait and find out. Uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break and talk to our friends DraftKings. But on the way back, we are going to be talking about NHL season betting odds and the Tampa Bay Prospect Tournament update. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Thank you to our friends over at DraftKings. Make sure if you're doing any sports betting, you go to DraftKings, the best and most reliable sports betting place. Uh, all right, Chase, let's talk about NHL season betting odds. Thankfully, we've got DraftKings, and we can go use DraftKings to start betting on some of these things. Uh, most wild, back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. Not sitting at number one. No, they are not. Technically, they are tied for third. Um, and, you know, I under, I understand it. Like, I, I get, you know, where they're coming from in terms of roster construction. The number one team, which, spoiler, is the Colorado Avalanche, makes a lot more sense. They are probably the best team that like that is built from top to bottom in the league right now, I would say. But Arkham Bailani, I think, are the number two. And, you know, this, this list technically has Vegas ranked ahead of them. So it, it's Colorado, Vegas, Tampa Bay. But they're Tampa and Vegas are both tied. So I would say that Tampa is the number two. And really at plus 700, it's money that you kind of want to put on that just because they've won back-to-back. They've retained the main group of forwards, the main decor, your same freaking Vezda caliber, Consmith caliber goalie. I mean, the main pieces are still intact. It's really if the young guys can step up. You know, we've talked about it throughout the offseason. We're going to talk about it a lot more once we start getting into, into preseason and early in the regular season. If they can step up the way that we kind of hope they can, I mean, who says they can't repeat? And the depth was huge for our Tampa Bay Lightning and their two back-to-back Stanley Cup runs. Um, however, I it, we lose the depth, right. But, however, I don't know how you just completely go against the Tampa Bay Lightning and go for the, the Colorado Avalanche. Awesome. But what did they do that was super special this offseason? 
Nothing. No team really did anything that made them go, oh, wow, this team really improved. No, they, they've got great young players. they got Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, a bunch of guys that are definitely talented enough to go toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Lightning. But losing some depth pieces should not make the Tampa Bay Lightning the third on this list, but second team when it comes to the, the odds for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I- I, I would agree. I, I, I understand that point. Um, really, it, it's just Vegas trying trying to hedge themselves. It's just who they think is really going to be be that. So if Tampa, you know, is really the one that went, that went again, they're kind of bite themselves in the ass a little bit because they gave them those odds. Let's look at some of the other odds out here. Uh, Toronto coming in fourth at plus 900. Um, good roster. Just terrible when it comes to the playoffs. No clutch ability whatsoever. Uh, Boston comes in fifth. And I also am a little bit shocked that Florida sits seven right now. They're above the likes of the Edmonton Oilers, the Carolina Hurricanes, the New York Rangers, the Washington Capitals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and even the Dallas Stars we faced in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, two seasons ago. So what are your thoughts on the Florida Panthers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and maybe any other team you're interested in looking at? Yeah, so I'm going to hit on probably one after the, um, well, the names you just mentioned real quick. But I would say that no team should be better than plus 1,000 other than the top three teams. So I would say that, like, technically Toronto should be at, at best, you know, plus 1,000 odds because I really don't think they like, they have much of a chance. Like, I, I just I don't like their roster enough as they say the Cup contending type team. And I really think it's going to be one of these top three teams that go back, go back and win the Cup this year. So I would create more separation in the odds personally. Um, but really – the rankings, I don't hate them too much. Florida is a very talented team. We, we saw that last season, that they've, they've really improved the last couple of years. The goaltending is going to be pretty good. I think Spencer Knight's really going to grab a hold of that job this year and really kind of take the reins from Sergei Bobrovsky, let him kind of settle into a backup role where he doesn't have to be relied on as much. And then they still have Sasha Barkov. They've got a great young core. Gregory Denisenko is going to come up and have a stellar season. Uh, I, I really like what they're doing in Florida, so I, I definitely get it. The one that surprised me, I... I I get that you have Conor McDavid and Leandro set up, but the Oilers at eighth, it's just it's it's not happening. I don't think they're legitimate cup contenders. Yeah, I agree. And when you're talking about the Florida Panthers and Spencer Knight, Bleacher Report specifically said that Florida Panthers have under radar under radar stars like Jonathan Huberdeau and Alexander Barkov, but also the next great goalie in the league, Spencer Knight, uh, which is understandable. But to have the odds that high, putting that much faith in. Young goaltender, um, interesting choice. Also, Seattle Kraken sitting at 16. Yeah. Right in the middle. What are your thoughts? That's what I want to talk about uh, really quickly. The Ravens threw a pick six in the second play of the game. Oh, good. Um, but, yeah, so that's really what I want to talk about. They are technically in the playoffs based on these odds, just loosely saying top 16 teams. It means they're a playoff caliber team. And they might be. They definitely might be. I didn't love their roster. Um, it's Growing on me a little more, I, I know that they are a New York Islanders-style built team, which I'm going to hate watching. I, I don't look forward to that. They're not going to be someone who's going to try to score a lot. They're going to try to someone who traps you and takes advantages of opportunities. So it's not going to be fun hockey to watch, but it's hockey that does make the playoffs and can do some damage in the playoffs. So who knows? Maybe they can have some Vegas magic. And according to Bleacher Report, you've got Columbus, Arizona, Anaheim, Buffalo, and Ottawa all tied with the worst odds to win the Stanley Cup. However, Bleacher Report has Ottawa ranked 32nd. You bet $100, and you can make 20000 if they go up 
and win it. Uh, thoughts on those five teams? Do you think they should all be grouped together? Do you think there's a team or two that is significantly worse than the others? What are you thinking? I would maybe take Anaheim out of this group just because you have John Gibson and that, and he's enough to, to steal you more games. But like at the end of the day, none of these teams are making playoffs. I will say pretty safely that none of these teams are making playoffs. One might sneak in somewhere, but no one's going to come in and do any damage. Really, if you go down to even like there's bottom like so like team like ranked 26 through the end so like that's including the Detroit Red Wings, San Jose Sharks. I really don't believe in any of these teams as playoff odds or like playoff hopefuls. So the odds are what it is. Like they're going to be set high for a reason. If you want to waste your money on them, go ahead. Yeah, and if you want to look at all the betting odds, you can find that online. And hey, if you want to make some money off of this or at least try to head over to DraftKings and go ahead and start betting on some of those. But Chase, finally, let's talk about the Tampa Bay prospect. Tournament update. We go over to Brian Burns on Twitter, and he tweets out that the Bolts prevail in a shootout for a 6-5 win over Carolina, which would move them to 2-0 in the showcase. Yeah, so that was uh, the game that just happened today. You know, it, it's a good start to the tournament. We, we didn't really get any opportunity to watch this weekend because we were at a bachelor party. I believe we talked about that. Um, so we didn't get, get a whole lot. Like, you didn't really get to follow a whole lot. Just kind of following the best we could online. But uh, Cormier and Kachkovic scored for Tampa Bay in the shootout to, to help make them 2-0 in the shootout. Um, it, it's good to see that the, that the prospects are 2-0 thus far. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's promising because it's not like we've had a lot of great draft capital the last couple of seasons. You know, we've really been committed to going all in, trying to trying to push for Stanley Cups. And when you do that, you know, you sacrifice the draft capital. But to show that you're hitting on these picks, that, you know, you, you've got some solid goaltending, uh, you got a solid goaltending group, you have some solid D up front, and, you know, it's not too bad to start 2-0. It's good to see. And it shows that, hey, if the depth we currently have set in place doesn't exactly work out, we've got a nice well to go to and bring up some players and hopefully they can add to the depth of this Tampa Bay Lightning team that we need right now because of what we lost in the offseason. So very exciting to see the prospects do very well. That's something that we've talked about, geez, since we took over the Bulls broadcast or since we created the Bulls broadcast, that Tampa Bay, they're only rivaled by the lights, likes of the Pittsburgh Penguins when it comes to the prospect pool. Not a very good one, but them showing out this weekend, you'd love to see it. Uh, Chase, let's now move on to hockey name of the day. I know it's a little quick of an episode, a little bit quicker of an episode, but uh, as Chase said, the Ravens threw a pick six. The game's on. We want to go watch. Um, and because fantasy's already over for me this week, so I can actually enjoy this game. That's fair. All right. We have Kirill Doz- Dosankov. Do- Dozankov. There you go. Yeah, second time. Je, je, yeah, yeah. Doljankov. Kirill Doljankov. Uh, a nice rushing kid. I say kid because you got you to notice that this guy is 6'7", 234, and is 17 years old. Oh. He is a massive forward who really is not that bad of a player. He's put up some numbers at, at the U17, U18 levels. He's playing in the MHL full-time this season. He's someone who will probably end up on the NHL draft radar. Let's see the kind of steps he can take and see if he can actually get to be that kind of player. But with that kind of size, if you have ability and you can you just prove yourself to be a solid skater, someone's going to take a chance on you at the end of the draft. So he might be someone that's like a sixth, seventh round pick, but he could be a name that they're looking for in draft day just as someone who is a late dart round, like you know, late round dartboard type flyer who could be fun to root for. Before even hearing his height, Dolshankov already sounds like a freaking beast of a name, right? Then you tell me he's six seven. 
I'm all in. I want the Tampa Bay Lightning to take him late sixth, seventh round, turn him into an absolute stud. And then we got another hockey name of the day player to keep an eye on going into the NHL. Yeah, hopefully that all comes to fruition. It'd be really cool. All right, Chase. Well, that's going to do it for this show. Let's let you hit him with an outro and we can get out of here. All right. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you don't have to. It's just a way to get some different content and some more content from not just us, but from everybody in the network. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That way you're going to get all of that content that you need from all the different you know platforms, all different podcast platforms, I should say, that you want. Go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts network there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Go check out the blogs while you're at it. Got some good stuff to read. Wherever you're listening, if you can rate us five stars, you know, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. 